0: It's time to be the queen of your stress, with the queen of stress, Dr. M.
1: Hey there, BQS listeners, and welcome to today's episode. I'm Dr. M, and this podcast is designed to help inspire change in how you see, manage, and use your stress. So you can be the queen of your stress, not your stress being the queen over you. In today's episode, BQS listeners, I am super, super excited because over the next couple of episodes, next few episodes, I have a very, very special guest on with us. The beautiful Cindy O'Meara is joining me today. Now, some of you may or may not be aware of Cindy, so I want to make sure that you know exactly who this brilliant lady is. Cindy probably doesn't know this, but I've been watching Cindy for a couple of decades. We'll talk more about that uh, in today's interview, but Cindy's mission is to educate people on the value of and nourishment of real foods she strives to inform people of true and research health facts encouraging critical thinking which i think is so important i was having a conversation this morning with a client about herd mentality cindy and i might touch on that at some point today and and being critical thinkers in all areas of well-being cindy is an internationally acclaimed nutritionist founder of changing habits author of changing habits changing lives she's got a documentary about what's with wheat she's an authority authority in whole foods and she's She's well-researched the challenge claims affecting health globally today. I am super, super excited today. We're probably going to talk a little bit at some point about her Nutrition Academy as well, the Changing Habits Farms. Well, this lady has so much going on. She's also got an online store, not storm. On top of all of that, Cindy O'Meara, thank you so much for joining BQS. Uh, I'm so looking forward to interviewing you today and hearing all your pearls of wisdom.
0: Oh, thank you. I really appreciate that introduction. And I'm, I'm looking forward to speaking with you too, Queen oh. of Stress.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's always exciting. We actually, we're, we're both coming off the back of the Wellness Summit down mm-hmm. in Melbourne. Where we were just talking about how we like to recharge after what was a good stress weekend, I think we could call it. So, Cindy, what's, um, let's kick it off with what are some of your favourite ways to actually recharge?
0: It's nature. I have to be in nature, so uh, a swim. So this actually, it's really interesting. We we came back from the summit at eleven o'clock um, in the evening. I got back from the summit, and in the morning at six a.m., my husband, and I, and my son, we were up because we'd lost a couple of cattle up at the farm, mm. and I was having a bit of a grumble about it. But then I thought, well, if I don't swim, I'm going up to the farm. So what's the difference? So some mornings I'll swim, and because. You can't speak while you're swimming, although some of my members of my swimming team believe that I can, but you can't talk while you're swimming. So it's good to have your head down and just watching the sun come up. But I I de stress by going up to the farm and catching cattle. And it was an amazing morning. We spent about six hours just um, catching the cattle, feeding the chickens, picking all the food that I... I love, and then I came home and um, prepped for the week. I made pestos and mayos, prepared all my vegetables, cooked my sweet potato, my potatoes, um, made egg muffins. So it's, 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 it's being, like old, doing old-fashioned things, getting out into nature, having quality time um, by myself, and I, even though chasing cattle, I, I'm by myself, um, and then coming home and cooking. I, I just love cooking and I do most come of the, to
1: stay at your house
0: yeah, yeah.
1: Like,
0: people do like what when they come to my place and it's really easy to put things together when you are
1: prepped. I love it we might talk a little bit more about how you design your life in in a moment before we do that could you please explain to this city girl what the hell catching cattle means because I don't understand <laughs> what you're talking about I, I, and other BUS listeners might be wondering what is it that you were doing up on it's a genuine question, by the way. So we
0: have um, we have 60 acres up in Mulaney, and um, we're adjacent to another property that has 100. And they have cattle and we have cattle. And for some reason some of our cattle like their cattle better and they jump the fences. Um, even though we keep fixing them and doing everything we can, we just have some cattle that just like to jump the fences and go and live with the other cattle. So catching the cattle we have to um, get them in a bunch put them in a yard, then we've got to separate our neighbour's cattle from their cattle um, and then once we've done that, we trek our cattle up the road like a bitumen road and back into our place. <laughs> I love it. It's like
1: an episode of Romeo and Juliet. The, the yeah. warring families are trying to combine. <laughs> oh, it's, it's so funny. It's
0: only a couple that do it and they only do it when we're away and we were away for a week in the mountains. So, And, and our, our neighbour had um, caught a couple Um, But they had no water. That's why we had to be up there pretty early. We had to catch those, catch more. It was fun, you know, because they're little conniving things. They don't want to do what you want them to do. (laughs)
1: which I guess that's a lovely segue of how often in life does that actually happen? We have some of our grand plans in place and then, uh, and then other people perhaps throw us off because their agenda might be a little bit different, but I wanted to touch a bit on what you were talking about with um, how you prep for your week, because I think that sounds amazing for some of the BQS listeners. They may already be doing some of this stuff. Some of them, you may just have blown them away totally because they haven't walked into their kitchen since 1985. (laughs) Um, (laughs) In terms of with that, I mean, perhaps give a little bit of background for the BQS listeners. How long have you been doing that sort of old-fashioned prep for? Is that something you've always done since you were really little? Was that something that you learnt from parents? How did that actually come to be? Or was it something you discovered later in life? No, no. My mum taught me. She, my mum was the oldest of 11. And wow. so
0: she was looking after kids by the time she was 12 and looking after the house. So while her mother was pregnant having babies... Mum was looking after the siblings and and she was cooking from the age of 12. So, of course, when she met my dad and they moved to Australia and that mum only had three children and I just watched her. She was always in the kitchen. Like you knew where to find my mother. She was in the kitchen prepping. So her weekly shop was at the local butcher, the local fruit and veggie um, shop. She would buy at the local four square. There was no coals or Woolworths or anything like that. She would buy all of the condiments like spices and flowers and sugars and salts and peppers. So she would buy them at the local grocer and then our eggs would be delivered. And I just watched her from a single ingredient pantry. She could make the most amazing meals. She would have dinner parties every single weekend. Sunday morning she would invite people back from church to have pancakes, bacon and eggs. Um, And it was just, that's how I was brought up. So I don't know any different and I've brought my children up exactly the same way. But my mum, when she was working, would prep. She would always be prepping so it, and it was usually Saturday so she'd go buy all, all her stuff on Saturday and then she'd prep. She'd make all her, her condiments um, such as mayonnaises and pestos and salad dressings. She would make marinades. She would make maybe hollandaise sauce. She would, if for a quick lunch, she might roast vegetables or steam vegetables. So she'd roast mm. the, the potatoes and um, the turnips and whatever else that was there that was local, she would roast. And then she would steam broccolis and cauliflowers and uh, whatever, like fennel. And, and that would then be part of our, our lunch salads. Mm. Um, and then dinner, she would make a roast. So she was very good at doing roasts or... I don't know. I, I I was brought up on gourmet. Yeah. I, I have to tell you, she was an incredible cook. I'm a basic cook. I don't. She would read a recipe. I don't read a recipe. I make up recipes, and that's why I have hundreds of cookbooks <laughs> um, that I've made. And co- like I have boxes of recipes that I've created. But I'm a very basic cook. So this morning, i um, because yesterday I was catching cattle and picking my greens from the garden. This morning, I made my mayonnaise, my pesto. I roasted my sweet potato on my potato. I put on a slow cook. And uh, what else did I do? Um, yeah, I, I don't think I made anything else. Oh, and I steamed my broccoli and my cauliflower. That's all now in the fridge. And we started at 10 o'clock. So, um, our interviews. So, yeah. I can have that done. I've done my swim this morning. I've had coffee with my daughter. Um, I've spoken with my husband and still able to do all of that. I love
1: love it because I think one of the areas that uh, when I'm talking to my BQS listeners or talking to coaching clients or chiropractic clients is often people think that this sort of preparation takes a lot of time whereas once you've got the hang of it, it really can be quite quick, right? It doesn't have to be overly complicated. It doesn't have to look like you've walked off a set of MKL or MasterChef. It's about connection to what you're actually doing. Would you agree with that?
0: Oh, most definitely. So, you know, like I look at the roast vegetables I did, all I did was brush them with olive oil um, or sometimes coconut oil, depending on which taste I want. Had some rosemary that I picked from the garden, threw the rosemary on top, a bit of my seaweed salt, some ground-up pepper in the oven. Now, that's 40 minutes. Then yep. in, the, in the next bit, I'm putting the greens in the Thermomix. I have a Thermomix. Throw all the greens in with the oil. I don't put any cheese in. Salt, pepper, paprika. Blend that up. Put that in a jar. I don't even clean the Thermomix. Throw Excellent. the eggs in the salt, and the pepper, um, the apple cider vinegar or lemon juice, doesn't matter. Make my mayonnaise by pouring in the oil. So, look, like, there's 40 minutes and you've got, two great condiments and vegetables. And in the meantime, I then, after I finished those things in the Thermomix, I just throw water in the Thermomix and steam my veggies and they just permeate with the beautiful herbs. So
1: I don't even wash a dish. (laughs) That's phenomenal I love it and in the mix of all of that you've actually not only connected with your food and this is something I talk a lot about within my energy equation Cindy so we talk about optimal energy which to me is uh, ultimate brain body connection and fabulous food times fitness to the power of connection and inspiration and one of the things you touched on was how many different people you had actually connected with this morning not only have you got a connection with the fact that you know exactly what you're eating but you had coffee with your daughter you did speak to your husband always important um <laughs> like, I'm assuming Tim to remain your husband uh and you also got to talk to some cows this morning people underestimate the uh the power of actually connecting with other other beings and other animals on the planet too so that amount of connection is phenomenal and i wanted to touch on something that you said because it's a saying that that my mum which often people hear me talking about yoda um it's one of her favorite sayings is having your feet under the table at the same time and and that's something you touched on that you've grown up with as well i think Mm. it's an area that that more and more people are missing out on that real-life connection and the breaking of bread. There's so many sayings around the importance of food and our connection to other human beings and it's for a reason Uh, and it gets so missed in modern-day life sometimes.
0: Yeah, it really can and I think you have to work hard in order to, uh, you know, do this. Um, And and, and I think it's about being organised and also being mindful that, this is what you need to do. Don't stay in bed because get, get to bed early, get up early, get your day started, start with exercise or movement or sunshine or, or something that's going to help you really activate the circadian rhythms that are happening in your body, get the serotonin flowing, stop the melatonin and, and get out there and live life. Like I don't see the point in laying in bed.
1: And that's it, BQS listeners, for our first part of our interview series with the wonderful Cindy Omira. Remember to join the BQS movement, pop onto our closed Facebook page and request to join so you can continue the journey with us every single day. That's it for this week, BQS listeners. I hope you have a great week. Bye for now.